Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. taking a like in-person video editing class and it's being held at a space that also is a theater and so they send us the email about like oh here's what you're going to need for class and I had assumed it was a form letter because at the bottom of it it was like requirements closed-toed shoes and a bottle of water and I was like oh this is left over from the various theater courses that they offer Mm -hmm. so I get to the first day of the class we're sitting in there it's myself and five other people that's the extent of the class. The person teaching the class comes in and is like, does anybody have any questions? I was like, I was just trying to like break the ass. I was like, oh yeah, I, I just, I was curious. Is that letter you sent us a form letter? Because at the bottom of it, it said, you know, you have to have a uh, closed toe shoes and a bottle of water for this course. And I thought, wow, video editing is getting a lot more dangerous than when I did it before. So serious. This person went, no, that is a requirement because the space is not safe to traverse all the time. And I was like, oh, that's. Oh, I just thought it was. And I turned to one of the women in the class and she is staring at her sandals. Oh, no. (laughs) And she very slowly looks up and goes, I didn't get the email. (laughs) So I'm making friends wherever I go. (laughs) She she looked at you like you're that kid that's like, teacher, you forgot to give us homework. (laughs) I was like, this is so funny. Isn't this funny, right? Oh, it's not funny. Oh, and I've just called someone out on it. She's going to fail. Well, good night, everybody. <laughs> and then he looked to the person on his other side who was visibly hugely dehydrated. <laughs> uh, and they too were like, I didn't get the email. And then he's like, I didn't actually sign up for this class. And then he left. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm your teacher. <laughs> Throw your book away. <laughs> oh, captain, my captain. Stand on your desk. No, wait, don't. It's not safe in here. No. no. <laughs> Stand on your not desk. Not with your flip flop. <laughs> yeah, only if you're wearing your closed toed shoes. I forgot to put safety toe, but you need safety toe also. Where's your hard hat? Get to work. We're, re- dem- <laughs> we're demolishing this building. We gotta take this set down. <laughs> we're gonna film ourselves demolishing this building, and then we're gonna talk about editing <laughs> yeah. it. So we're really <laughs> killing two birds with one stone. Edgar, he never, uh, he never wanted to back down. Thinks everything's his responsibility. Might be able to work something out if you challenge him one on one. Oof. I will march in, uh, and I will just point in that direction and yell, Edgar Buckley, I challenge you. There are three gasps. It's us. It's the three of us. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell are you talking about? Challenging me. Who the hell are you? My name is Jake. My team and I are the reason that none of the rest of your family will be attending the ceremony tonight. I know you're the patriarch. I can see from your scars that you've been in a scrap or two. And I believe you're capable 
and I want to look at the sun, but I don't think he is. I challenge you to become the patriarch. This fireball hits him, and the metal and the crystal and the chandelier all melts into a slag and forms over the parts of his body as it cools and he stops moving. You do take a point of strain from this. I collapse on the ground. As you collapse forward, your knees hit the ground and the world around you ripples and flexes and you find yourself kneeling in front of a large woman. She has a bright smile and is carrying a silver trident in one hand. Am... am I dead? That's a very good question. Let me ask you, what if you were? It'd be a real bummer. I don't want to be dead. No, I don't imagine you do. I was prepared to commit to it, though. It's not like I'd be leaving behind a totally unprotected world or anything. You were committed to it. The winning, the losing, those things are nice, but for me, they don't entirely matter. Sometimes being the challengers, being the lone voice of dissent amidst the shouting throng. But no, you're not dead, and you did win. Congratulations. Oh, that's good. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't totally letting on how upset I would have been to die. That's great. What now then? Am I... Are we... Is time passing? No, I just want to take a second to congratulate you and to give you this. And she rests her hand on your shoulder and you feel a little bit of energy pour into your body and you have the boon of the challenger. Your eyes pop open and you are back inside of this large carved out dining room and you are completely healed as you look around you see that ellie and dodger are watching you and they glance nervously at each other and then their eyes settle on edgar holy shit dude are you okay oh my god that was so scary you look great yeah i was just gonna say i could come heal you a little bit but you don't even look like you need it no i feel great now 15 seconds ago i felt like i was going to die oh did it work yes it did Nice, man. Two down. Two down. Good job. I want to look at Dodger and Ellie. All right, so how's this work? You just do what I say now? He motions his head towards the pile of slag and meat that used to be his father. You earn the position. Best eat up. I frown. Do I think there's any way that I could fake this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ferguson's going to be so mad. Yes, pocket dimension. Boy, your pocket dimension's so small. Like the opening. Wait, do do they expect me to eat the whole guy? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I thought maybe just like a little, (laughs) get a little nibble. No, man. Oh, eat the whole dad. (laughs) Cut a piece off, pretend like you're putting it in your mouth, and it just goes right into the pocket dimension. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, So good. Little forkfuls. Bloop. Oh. I feel so powerful. (laughs) I think I just shrug at Jake and like, you know, facing him. Just lightly tap the shotgun? Yeah, I think I just nod back at Tass. I go, nah, that's fucking gross. I'm not going to do that. He makes a break for his dad. I (gasps) would very much like to shoot his face, please. Yeah, you don't have to roll anything. He takes the damage, but he makes it over to his dad and starts eating. Can I jinx him? Yeah, roll jinx. Eight. All right, you get to hold one. I want to interfere with what a monster minion or bystander is trying to do. Yeah, how so? As he starts to try to take a bite, uh, it goes down into his windpipe and he starts choking. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to try and trap him so that he can't reach back down to eat his dad. Roll use magic. Five. Jake, you take two points of harm as 
Ellie latches onto your calf and starts chewing. <laughs> uh, the rest of you see that Dodger is hacking up this metal, uh, and he's got hunks of meat in both hands waiting for his airway to clear. Uh, I want to spend a point of fortunes, please. For what? Uh, I think when we were riding in the truck with Rosie, I grabbed a gas can that was in the back of the truck, and I've had it with me. Oh, okay. And I want to pour gas all over a dead dad and set the body on fire. Hell yeah. Yeah, no problem. Dodger is caught off guard at the moment trying to cough up this metal, and Ellie is otherwise occupied. I'm going to take another shot. I'm, I'm running up on Dodger and just blasting him. Yeah, roll kick some ass. Nine. You run up and fire this shot at Dodger, and a big chunk of his shoulder comes off, and he grabs you with the other hand and hurls you backwards towards the wall. Megan. Uh, I want to try to get Ellie off of Jake's leg. Uh, I want to hit her with some magic. Yeah, roll big whammy. 12. All right, what is your extra effect? Uh, I inflict terrible harm. She releases Jake and spits out a chunk of meat onto the ground and starts to move towards you. Uh, I want to whip at her head with my sensor. All right, roll kick some ass. Eight. She punches you uh, as you hit her. Oh, <laughs> yeah, one point of damage, not armor defeating, uh, but she just, she decks you. Jake, I'm going to roast Dodger. All right, roll kick some ass. Ten. All right, what's your extra effect? Uh, I'm going to grant plus one forward to another hunter. I'll give it to Tass. Okay. So that is five harm. Tass. I'm going to get up and start sprinting back towards Dodger. Uh, like what, has, has he done anything? Has he gotten up? Yeah, he's in the same area, but he is up on his feet again. Okay, I mean, I think I just want to drop kick him onto his burning father. <laughs> Like, I want to, ideally, I, I would love to just jump up and surf him down to just smash him and hold him into that fire, but I don't I don't know that I can pull that whole thing off. But that's that's the image I have. Yeah. Boy, I want to make this an act under pressure, but I'm not sure what the damage would be on kick from you. Yeah. I'm relying more on the, the fire that he lands in than my kick, per se. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I don't think there's a role here. Um, you leap at him and are able to knock him down into the fire. And you have seen that he has already been hit with fire just a moment ago. As he lands in this fire, it doesn't seem to have any effect on him. The hell? He ain't burning! You gotta mix it up. If they take harm from one source, they won't take it again the next time. Oh, good to know. Sorry. Megan. I'll pull up my crossbow and try to hit him. Roll kick some ass. Nine. And how much damage does your crossbow do? Uh, that would be two harm, close, and slow are its tags. All right. Dodger falls into the fire and stops moving. Wow, that feels so much easier when there's like a whole squad of us doing it. <laughs> Kim. Boy, this is such like a human, res like she just punched me across the face. And so I think just, <laughs> well, I'm not going to punch her because my hands are really small, but I am just going to like <laughs> whirl the sensor around my head and then just try to like brain her in the side of the face. Yeah, real kick some ass. I'm giving myself a plus one with my fortunes roll because I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> I love, you're like, I'm not going to punch her. My hands are too small. Like, you know, famously, smaller hands equals less punching power. <laughs> mm, that's a six. What's the... Is the ceiling here all just stone from it being underground, or is there anything built? Um, It is, like, smooth. It is... This is a carved area. Gotcha. Like, Kim's in close, so I don't want to try taking a shot to, like, disorient this person, but could I help out by, like shooting the ceiling to have debris rain down on Ellie to, like, disorient her? I don't think so. Okay. For the same reason 
that you don't think you could shoot her. Like the whole, it seems like it would affect Kim too if they're both in close fist fighting. Mm, but I mean, I know how much Kim likes debris. <laughs> likes de- <laughs> it's a well-known thing Famously, about it. Famously, yeah. She loves fist fighting in the snow. <laughs> don't. These are n- none of my favorite things. <laughs> uh, since I'm close to Kim still, can I just yell for Ellie to look my way and kind of give a, a nice side of the face area for Kim to aim for? <laughs> yeah, roll help out. Nine. All right, so Kim, that bumps you up to a mixed success. Yep, another two harm. Ellie goes down. Oh, all right. That's it. We did it. Yeah, that's all of them. What do we do with this place? Well, I did set a gas fire, so we could probably just wait a few minutes. Before this place is an inferno, uh, I do want to like look around, see if there's anything interesting in here or anything valuable. I want to loot this fucking place. Yeah, this is a cool place. I don't yeah, necessarily or... want it to go up in flames. That's fair. Yeah, maybe we save this and this is our clubhouse now. I spent <laughs> another point of fortunes that I also brought a fire blanket. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more point. <laughs> Yeah, fair. <laughs> Rosie and Jamie get up to their mountain cabin. And she's like, where are all my supplies? <laughs> <laughs> the gas can's gone? Our, our emergency blanket? I wouldn't bring materials to cause a fire if I didn't think about trying to put it out. <laughs> Around this room is mostly things that you would use to serve a fancy meal. You do find in a case above the fireplace a very, very old knife with a leather sharpening strap inside of the glass case with it as well. Does it seem like there's anything like mystical about this knife? Yeah, you do feel like a little something coming off of it. Like when you open the door and you felt that energy roll out, um, that it might be coming from this. I got a magic knife. Cool. Do you know what it does? No. Eh. I could touch it and figure out its history. I don't know if that would tell us like exactly what it can do. Uh, to at least get us closer. Okay. Yeah, I'll put a finger on it. All right, roll it. Um, That is a nine. All right, you get a hold one. What can it do? Very similar to the spell that Jake put on the car. This absorbs the energy around it, stops it from bleeding out uh, into a wider space. And that also seems to affect the way that the knife works. I think that right now you have the impression that it does kind of a bleed damage because it was around all of these people who would gore. Uh, but if it was around a different kind of energy, it might do something slightly different. Oh, cool. I also get a, a hold for free. What happened here? Can you tell me more about the history of the knife? I can. This is the knife uh, that they used the very first time when they took on this element of the devourer and partook in cannibalism. Cool. Oof. I mean, um, not cool, but cool knife. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so this knife does one harm hand magic, and right now it is armor-defeating, and it has a, a bleed condition, which I don't think exists in this game, but it's just the idea of, like, every two times you injure someone with it, they'll take an additional point of damage from just having lacerations. Uh, I want to pick up that gold cap to Edgar's tusk. I think I'll just take that back to put alongside the, like, random stuff we've collected. We should uh, give this place to Selena. <laughs> like, she needs a new home. <laughs> She's not living under a bell anymore. That's a good call. It'd be close to a lot of food festivals. She'd probably like it. Oh, I yeah. think so. She's got the right accent for it, so. Yeah. That's Hey, great idea. Yeah, I know. All right, well, let's 
clear out the bodies, make this place habitable again, and then uh, I guess go report back to Sheriff and the Constable. All right, so I think we find all of you back in town. It's about midnight now by the time you've gotten that ritual space cleared up and made your walk back to the constable's office. Uh, Outside is your car, worse for wear, uh, but drivable. And I think we find all of you sitting inside the constable's office. I'm just not sure what I can do to thank all of you. I didn't think this town would ever be free of the Buckleys. That was before I knew they were some kind of cannibal pig people. That was just when they were bad neighbors and causing issues and hooliganisms and stuff. Well, I'll tell you, I don't. I don't think there's anything you need to do to thank us besides keep moving forward with an open mind. It, it's rare for us to deal with weird shit like this and the authority figures, uh, you know, believe us. So things are going to be getting weirder and we need as many people of sound mind and reliable judgment to, you know, be with us on that. Oh, don't thank me for that. Thank Sheriff Jason. He's been putting in a lot of, a lot of hours and a lot of mileage going around helping folks out. I mean, honestly, something you could do is maybe work on that with your town, kind of opening them up to the idea of all this weird stuff. (laughs) Like you said, it's becoming more and more frequent, and I don't think that it is actually any more frequent. I just think it's becoming more open, and the more uninformed people are, the more scarier, the scarier it's going to seem, and maybe having somebody who leads the town in a way be a reassuring voice that it doesn't have to be scary. Well, I suppose I could get the city council together. We could go out to the Buckleys. Did you leave? Uh, well, we got these three other bodies, too. I mean, boy, I could sure show people here the truth. Yeah, and kind of breaking the seal on that, so to speak, is one thing. But we're really trying to help people understand that, yeah, sometimes this stuff is real and it's bad, and sometimes it's not. Ooh. Boy, you got any examples of one that's not? I'd sure love to be able to show folks the other side. I mean, at some point, we can bring you some friends around. And I mean that, friends. I mean, we're all examples, really. Oh. It may not just be as obvious as, you know, this. But for some people, it is. And actually, we have a friend, like Tass said, who I think would fit really well in this community. But it is a little more difficult for her to just go into any town because she doesn't necessarily look like a human. Oh, big, like pig head or? No, she's kind of, no. Like a, like a lamprey mouth? Kind of like a leech person, but she's got really cute overalls and. And she's purple. That's a fun color. Yeah. And she's so nice and she loves to eat, but like. Not people. Not people. Yeah. How about you meet her? Oh. Yeah, I think we could do that. You want to just ride with us when we head back home and meet some folk and maybe come back on your own terms with any of them that want to? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I mean, not nothing like against meeting your people, but that's quite a drive. And I don't know if you noticed, but I just, I got a bunch of dead people in my town. I don't, probably shouldn't be taking off. I'm I'm the law. Well, yeah, that's fair. That That's fair. We'll have to do like a weekend trip or something. We'll meet up later. We'll talk to her and get her thoughts on this, but... Really, I just wanted to put it in your mind that maybe starting a dialogue would be helpful. All right. Well, I think I'm going to go to bed. It's been, uh, oh, is it always this way when you all come into town? Yeah. Make, make for a long day for folk? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. 
that brings us to end of session experience. Whoa, you all survived the Buckleys. Barely. Barely. It was a close call for a lot of us. All right, so first things first. Did we conclude the current mystery? Yes. We did. Yeah. Well, what was it? What was going on? Well, we were investigating what here was a potential devourer yeah. was like was like our kind of personal mystery. And then we walked into another mystery, which was the theft of the meats and the Buckleys and what was going on there and uncovering like the ritual that they were trying to do. Yeah, there were like mysteries yeah. and then mysteries. Wittershins Hollow is an onion. Just layers and layers. Yeah, that's the next festival. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Onion Onion Fest. Did you save someone from certain death or worse? Yes. Did we learn something new and important about the world? We learned that this, like, not exactly lycanthrope, but like... What's the word I'm looking for? Like like altered... Like a mutant. People. Yeah, like mutants. Like, we learned that that's, like, just a concept of its own. Like, an extant... Like, that's its own umbrella of beings. Yeah. And that it was influenced by kind of their potential and their connection to the devourer. Because coming here, we couldn't find any information on what this might be. Like this was not, this was kind of something that was new to us. Yeah. Uh, and did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? We just know each other so well. It's, yeah, point. you know what? This is long season five. It's It's hard to learn something new about each other at this point. I mean, I don't know that, I'm not sure I knew that Tass would just eat the food despite the fact that we had not gotten really? cannibalism Did, off the board yet. Didn't you know that? I feel like that's not a if surprise you're, If you're to really me. honest with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, before we leave this town, I definitely get some barbecue now that it's been cleared and we're not racing against the clock. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. Out of the tubs that just had my whole hands and face in them. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right, well, everybody gets two points of experience. Does anybody level up from that? I do. What are you going to take? Uh, I'm going to mark another two of the basic moves as advanced. Oh, what ones? I'm going to take Investigate a Mystery and Telekinesis. And what do those do on a advanced success? Uh, Investigate a Mystery, I can ask the keeper any question I want about the mystery, not just the listed ones. Oh, no. I'm about to get real specific and genie-like in the questions that I ask here. Nice. And with telekinesis, when you advance your telekinesis move, add this. Uh, On a 12 or more, choose three options. You may also choose from these advanced options. Something explodes, something implodes, lots of stuff is flying under your control, or you have perfect and precise control over exactly what happens. Mm. All right. Lots of stuff about to start imploding. Oh, no. Nice. Anybody got any thoughts or questions about this mystery or anything before we move on with our lives? What was the D6 mechanic that was happening during the fight with the Patriarch? Oh, yeah. That was just whenever there's like damage that I don't want to decide like, oh, you got thrown into a fireplace or, you know, if you're using random things as as damage, sometimes I'll just have you roll a D6 and half it. Gotcha. I have a question. How dare you? Yeah. (laughs) Well, we, you know, we talked about this a little bit off mic at one point that we have seen a lot of monsters who were like, yeah, I I can absolutely be reasoned with despite, you know, maybe what the game mechanics would suggest otherwise. And then we saw a human who could not see the other side. And so I was like, you know, we need to make sure that we remember that there are monsters out there who just want to be monsters. And so I thought this was a, a great example of that. Yeah. Yeah. But then the boy and the grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. Even within that. Yeah. It's not always the case. The, the possibility for change. That's why, yeah. oh yeah, even after learning it the first time with the buck, like when he just like chomped on my shoulder when I was trying to reason with him and it was like, cool, I, I just, I'm afraid they're all going to have that mindset of like chomp first, ask questions later. Yeah. 
Um, but I was like, I can't assume that. I can't bank on that. I've got to at least try. Yeah. Is this how you thought Tass was going to lose his finger? Oh, yeah, because you said that you had thought of other ways in which he might lose <laughs> yeah. it. No, that was not at all how I thought Tess was going to lose his <laughs> finger. I thought it was going to be in a fight, or I thought that if you all got that information, and this was kind of a later thought, not like the beginning of mystery, but I had the thought of, oh, if this idea of challenging the patriarch comes up, that they might all agree to this challenge and to follow by whatever rules are set and you know whatever ramifications come from it, but they would require a... Uh, sacrifice from each side <laughs> and that they would ask for uh, like a, a donation of flesh <laughs> and that Ugh. that's how Taz was going to lose his finger. You eat my pinky and I'll eat your pinky. <laughs> <laughs> and Jake got one more boon. So you've got one to go before you'll be able to kind of officially talk to the gods again. So congratulations. So it is a couple of days later. You have all rested and healed up you have made your way back is there anything else you all want to try and do before you head through to this next world yeah if i had a had myself a werewolf serum that i haven't taken in a very very long time oh what uh what happens to my pinky yeah so (gasps) that's a great Question. I think that you are able to get a werewolf serum. You have not asked for them in a very long time, Um, but we have seen it work this way previously. You inject the werewolf serum into your hand, and over the course of uh, maybe 15 minutes, the pinky grows back. Wow, interesting. Oh my God, the skin on that pinky is so fresh. You're not my real pinky, but I love you anyway so much. It's so hairy. Oh God! Just Bizarrely, just a, just just a hard were, line werewolf pinky. Do you have the same fingerprints on your brand new pinky as the rest of your hand? I would assume it's DNA. Like, is is, is DNA that? I mean, it has to be, right? I, I would assume it is. I think so. That kind of dictates everything. From your genetic, yeah, makeup. When lizards drop their tails and they grow back, hmm. does the same tail grow back? Like, does it always look the same? I was expecting you to know this answer. Well, I've never thought about it, but now I'm very curious. We have a few people who are into lizards. Write in and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would I would assume it would look the same. Uh, yeah, I think it's all just the it, genetics. It's why, you know. If just not, like, you just don't have any on the pinky. Just no, no fingerprint. No yeah, yeah. Whatsoever. Men okay. in black style. Yeah. I oh, God, that. if that's the case... Do all all of all <laughs> exactly. Oh, here we go. Getting Tass hooked back on the juice. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to talk to Selena. So those folks that you sniffed out, they were they were big eaters. They were bad. They're very bad. And we have eliminated them. But that has left an interesting potential that I wonder if you're interested in. One, they left behind like a layer that if you don't want to keep crashing here, we were thinking maybe you could have. You wanted a new place for yourself? Oh. Well, how would I get there and back? Uh, I mean, like a car? Oh. If you wanted a car? Are you ready for me to be kind of out of touch except for after a long drive? I think we just want you to have what you want. You've been through a lot. I mean, if you want to stay here, like we'd love to have you and it'd it'd be handy. But if you want to kind of step back, that's up to you. Didn't you say I was going to be like a god or something? (laughs) Yeah, but you could still, you could have your own house and still be a god. Oh, well, I can do it from there. Like. I can become a god from Tennessee. I mean, you might have to like come back here. It's not you're not on the other side of the planet or anything. Like, it's, well, I've got no car. It's some hour. Well, we'll get you a car. <laughs> there's a there's there's like a cash lot nearby <laughs> that we is can go e- get you. Is a it easy beer. to drive? Yeah. 
I mean, I if I think of the dumbest person I know, that person has their driver's license. So yes, <laughs> two very different statements. <laughs> <laughs> Could we set up a, a portal? One of those, one of those, you know, ha- hatch a portals. One of the eggs. Yeah. Do we have more? portal seeds you would have to see if ferguson could like create some i believe you got those from him right yeah Mm -hmm. just just a thought yeah um but the other thing that goes along with this is we talked to the constable in charge of that town about like telling them the truth about what had happened there and acclimating them to the supernatural and maybe having like some liaisons that could be part of the community and like introduce them to our world and get them comfortable and familiar, and we thought that maybe that person could be you, that you are a a likable person. We feel like you'd fit in well with their culture and everything. Like, it might be a good fit for you. They do a lot of food festivals, like one every month. I was just about to ask what their vibe is. It is folksy Uh. and together, and they love food. And a lot of overalls. Also, this layer is, like, deep underground. All right, I'll give it a try. Well, I'll, I'll probably wait until I become a god or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. I don't want to have to go uh, back and forth. Unless you do find one of those egg hole things that make it. <laughs> egg holes. I, that I can it's walk. called a cloaca. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I was wondering what the teaser would be this week. <laughs> <laughs> Very sorry, Rachel. <laughs> I'm going to find that image for me. Having a fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't accept anything else, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, if you find one of those portals, I can kind of go back and forth. That'd be pretty nice. Yeah, we can figure out all the details later, but just wanted you to know that we're thinking about you, and we got something set up if you're wanting it. I probably should get some furniture. Well, there was some furniture there, at least, but I don't think they had it set up for, like, a permanent living situation. I don't think there was a bed there. Also, I think some of it we broke. I'm not sure. I oh. got thrown through a chair for sure. I set a pretty big fire on the floor. Well, hell, I mean, there's an open house out there now, too. She could probably have a house and a lair. Oh, yeah. What kind of, what kind of house are we talking about? It's a big, like, two-story kind of farmhouse. Kept up nice and clean, or is it kind of a pigsty? Oh! <laughs> nice. I'm going to go take a nap. Uh, is there anything else? Uh, I definitely want to meet up with Damien before we go. Up above the subterranean lair, we find Damien and Megan sitting at a table underneath an umbrella at one of the little cafes along the circle. So this is where you kidnapped Rev? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I heard about it, but like you got, you threw him in a trunk, right? Well, I mean, I didn't do it. I threw him from one trunk into my trunk, but it was the guy that I hired that slapjacked oh. him and threw him into his trunk. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> he seemed surprised. Yeah, I heard I heard about it. And then you went to Florida, right? Yeah. Man, I need to check in with Seth, make sure he's doing all right now. It seems like when we left, everything was starting to work out better for him. But I keep seeing stories about, you know, Florida man tries to cross the Gulf of Mexico. And I just want to make sure that, like, it's not him. Yeah, it seems like that was a long time ago. I mean, I just heard about it. I wasn't there, but feels like I was there. It feels like a whole lifetime ago. So we're getting ready to head out to the next world here soon. I suppose you have any idea what it's, there's no way to know what it's going to be like. I mean, not for sure. No, it's kind of like you go through and you get a vibe of what it's going to be and kind of figure out what you want to look like to fit into the world. And it's all really in the moment. I don't know how, uh, and he kind of grumbles to himself and he 
shrugs his shoulder a bit and takes his coat off and puts it around your shoulders. Take it with you. I always like to have something that you know reminds me of somebody. And I just realized when you were gone last time that I didn't have anything to, to send with you. So, <laughs> I love it. Uh, and I just start like fumbling in my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see i d- uh uh here and i'll hand him uh one of the chapsticks that i always have on me <laughs> i just always like to have one of these handy now that it's getting colder out you know it's always good to just have on hand and i don't know how that works with you being human now like did you mm. get chapped mm-hmm. as, as a demon but regardless just you know use it so you know Smooches are good and ready to go when I get back. <laughs> he opens it up and puts it on. He's like, what, like this? And he like varies intentionally missing his mouth. Like, here does it go here? You is know this... what chapstick is. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> he puts the cap on it and puts it away. Be careful. I will. We just got one more to get through here. And uh, I think things are going to get even more serious really, really fast. And a lot of things are being set into motion, but... I don't know what we're going to find when we go through this portal. And honestly, I don't know what we're going to find when we come back. Well, I know at least a dozen things you're going to find. You seem to got yourself a really good group of people. Always seem to be here and excited to see you and ready to help. Well, I tried in the last world to bring something back and it didn't really work, but I'll see if I can't figure it out this time. Bring you back something shiny? Not, you know, that's, I'm thinking of crows. Yeah, or cats. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. He high fives you. <laughs> I smack his hand away and I kiss him. Kim, you got anything you want to do before you go? I'm just going to sit on the couch and just swipe hinge fruitlessly <laughs> for a while. It's really hard to meet anybody when I'm constantly going through portals for indeterminate amounts going of time. Back and forth between worlds. <laughs> he tries it. Like, I was in another universe. I would I'm have so sorry. It, but I was in another world for 67 uh. days. <laughs> Yeah, my matches were not happy. Yeah. And then I was like, <laughs> not this excuse again. <laughs> but in addition to doing that, I would probably spend time with Strom. You know, I don't know how long it's going to be before I see her again. Yeah, I think that um, we find you in the penthouse that she is renting in town. I caused an earthquake. I don't know if you saw on the news there was like a 5.7 or like a 6.0 in Tennessee a couple days ago. That was me. Yeah, that seemed like a very strange place for there to be an earthquake. Yeah, yeah, that was me. Interesting. Uh-huh. I hadn't seen earthquake yet. Was it helpful at least? Yeah, it was. It was kind of spooky because like, I sort of forgot that I could do that. But yeah, it was helpful. Why? What have you experienced? What have you done? What can I expect? I have seen a fog, a mist Okay. that was poisonous. Oh, jeez. Okay. I think the least useful one was a literal rain of frogs. I mean, that's kind of cute, though. Yes. Not overly helpful. It did confuse those around me. I think Megan would love a rain of frogs. Fire from the sky is a good one. (laughs) Mm. Ah, Not as fun. (laughs) Not as fun. (laughs) Well, do be sure to let me know when you head out again. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you have any sense if it will be for as long as last time? Well, I have no idea. Um, It always seems to be kind of something that we figure out when we get there, both how far apart these items are, as well as the method of transportation. The last place we were, it was, you know, days, sometimes weeks of sailing on a boat. So it kind of depends. Yeah. Yes. Well, I will be here when you get back. Awesome. 
I like the new place. It's it's nice. It's much better than the sewer. Anything is better than the sewer. Agreed. <laughs> we find you all in the sewer. <laughs> no! And that's where you'll stay and you'll uh, like I'm, it. <laughs> I'm back in the fucking building. Uh, yeah, so we find you all in the subterranean lair. And we have Ori putting the finishing touches on the car. Rev is setting up the preparation for the spell, and Grandpa Tincher is doing a couple things on the computer. Um, I want to try and set up like a ward of some kind to prevent what happened to Tass happening when we open this portal. Like, I want to do something that'll make it like like one way. Like, you know, nothing can nothing can lash out and hit anybody on our side when this portal opens. Like, I'm afraid he might have booby trapped another oh, world, uh-huh. and I don't know if that's just like a use magic or if this is going to be like a big magic for me yeah i don't think that there is a role for this you have got all kinds of different wards you have got wards that you know work against demons you've got magic nullification stuff um even just inside of this layer and so i think it's just some time and some help from the other folks here i'm kind of imagining a like a circle around what is it around specifically the portal is it around the larger spell as a whole although i guess that would encompass everybody working on the spell yeah no i think it's just like i think i'm kind of drawing from i've been throwing up these magic walls yeah that like it is just kind of in front of the portal opening and it will create like a film you know like an arcane protective wall that like if something tried to come out of the portal it would just kind of hit that film okay yeah that's no problem cool so yeah jake gets this defensive barrier set up you have got all your gear prepped i think with that grandpa tincher begins to work at the keyboard and rev starts to cast the spell the energy from the spell pulses out and the time slowing dome begins to form as the portal forms and opens as the portal opens i think you all see rev's eyes snap up to it quickly and he continues to cast the portal spell but he steps out of the time-slowing field. Uh, Rev? His eyes, fixed on the portal, begin to widen, and a smile spreads over his face as if he's seeing something beautiful in the swirls of the open portal. His hands drop the motions of the spell as he crosses the short distance and steps through the portal. The portal is failing. It's it's going to close. We'll have to reset the components and then uh, recast the spell. What about Rev? He should be fine. The portal will open again in the same location. Yeah, but how much time will have passed? Oh, I don't know. Seconds, years, it's impossible to know. We can't risk it. I can handle the spell. You three, just go find Rev and get him back. Jake, you've seen the effect this time distortion spell has. Once you come out of it, you'll sleep for at least a full day, if not longer. Right, okay. Change of plans, then I guess get Rev fuck up the spell on that side and then get back. No, we'll need your help over there. You'll have a wizard and Rev's been world jumping with Landara and we literally don't have time to negotiate this. Fuck. Okay, okay, everyone in. Portal has stabilized. The time distillation field will complete in three, two, one. Good luck. first thing you notice is the heat. It's hot. No, it's sweltering. 
It feels like being on the deck of the ship again, under the blazing sun, but it's so dry. Even as you have that thought, you can feel your lips start to split and crack. You can feel your sweat and the clothes sticking to your skin. And you feel a rhythmic shaking beneath you. And you realize you're in a train car. And you look out the window. And it hurts. The sun is shining unimpeded directly into your eyes. It's like there isn't a shadow in the world that could protect you from it. Outside the window, you see desert, dirt, rocks, cacti, stretching on for what seems like miles. What details there are in this sparse landscape seem to drift past as your train chugs along. You see the heat rising from the ground cast a mirage in the distance, like illusion magic. And then you feel the earth quake. Above the din of the train rattling along the tracks beneath you, you hear something roar. You're able to lean out the window far enough to see what's ahead, catching the scent of the engine's smoke as you do, and what you see is tremendous. In the distance, moving away from you, is a colossal creature. Four legs support a scaly frame that must be 40 feet high and twice as long, not counting the tail whipping back and forth behind it. And wrapped in the clutches of that tail, you see Rev. The creature bellows again, and the taste of gunpowder meets your tongue as you hear shots ring out, and a dozen figures on horseback hove into sight. They ride past on either side, outpacing the train in pursuit of the Titan. As the fastest riders near the monster, you see one of them huck something toward it with all their might, and they pull away quickly as an explosion rings out. The monster shrieks and turns to address its attackers. And you. There's a knock on the window on the left side of the train, and you see one of these riders keeping pace with your car, tapping at the glass with the barrel of an impressive six-shooter. She has shoulder-length blonde hair, a bone-colored open crown hat, and a silvery badge pinned to her leather vest. She pulls down the red bandana tied around her face, one eye squinting against the sunlight, and she smiles, shouting over the racket of the train, Y'all must not be the self-preservation type! Welcome to Cowboy World. Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. 
The first thing you need to know about the Vega Sci-Fi Adventure podcast is that you're not just listening to someone tell you a story. You are stepping into a world. And Vega Rex, the woman at the center of this saga, is currently sitting at the top of it. This is not by accident. For millennia, the country Vega calls home has been carefully honing the skills of its state-contracted killers. And these so-called holy warriors have gotten real good at taking down the world's worst criminals. Or, as they would call it, cleansing. 400 kills into her career, Vega is the most decorated hunter there has ever been. And likely would have stayed that way if it had not been for him. An explosive encounter with the terrorist sets Vega on a path of revenge that is so thoroughly illegal that before this story is done, she will have risked it all, life, limb, and love, to satisfy her vengeance and keep her record of righteous kills perfect. My name is Ivoma Okoro, and I have so much more to tell you about this. Check out Vega, a sci-fi adventure podcast, anywhere you listen to them. Because, baby, I'm just getting started. <laughs>